what, so what they're saying, right? Just be clear, clear for our audience, because I, I actually, I actually read that article. I just look at that. What they said was dropping gems. I keep preaching. Welcome back to the Jury's Out podcast. Show you come to watch attorneys and their friends talk about relevant issues of the day. Today we're talking about cryptocurrency. Um, I'm with my Alex, uh, Alocius. I'm saying it wrong, but you know what I mean. Hey, yo! Alocius. That's what you get for trying to use big words. Illustrious. 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 That's what you get for having a speech impediment. Try to be fancy. The illustrious M. What's good, y'all? What's good? Jack. Oh, and, 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 oh, and just, just Jack. Yeah, I'm here. What up? What up? is in the building. And we're here with our guest today, Peter Shu and Brad Vance. Introduce you guys. Introduce yeah, yourself yeah, to the jury guys. Good. My name is Peter Shu. I'm from Bronx, New York. I've been in the crypto space since 2015. I'm here to talk with my boy Brad right here. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Let's talk crypto. All right, all right. Brad? What's up? My name is Bradley. Um, yeah, I've been in the it's my second time coming back in the crypto space after last bull run, but definitely here to stay now. Definitely here to talk about some crypto today. All right, all right. So we're here today to talk about crypto. If you don't know what that means. I don't know shit about shit. No? And that's so, why we're here. Yeah. So that's I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, you know, so let's do it. So let's start it off with what is cryptocurrency? Oh, who, wants to, who, wants to, who wants to answer that question first? Let's it's do. a peer-to-peer <laughs> cash payment. Okay. okay. Digital. Okay. Let's keep it simple. It's okay. Peer to peer. It's like lightning it. speed. Okay. Um, and what? Why? Why is that important? Wait, 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 what's? Uh, that's important now because a lot of things are not cash anymore. Mm. A lot of things are digital, so we need to have some transparency of where our money is going. So people get things misconstrued with blockchain and uh, crypto. It's two different things. Okay. Blockchains for the transparency and cryptos for the peer-to-peer. Okay. So a blockchain, to my understanding, is kind of like the highway in which the car travels on. If, if, if you know, if okay. cryptocurrency is the car that's go- traveling from one place to another, blockchain is the reliable highway. It's a ledger. It's, it's, yes. it, it keeps track. It's digital uh, ledger technology. Okay. Right. That is the formal sort of like what, it, you know, technical... So can you break it down for someone AKA, who doesn't know what digital or ledger yeah, is? Yeah, <laughs> a.k.a. the honest ledger, by the way. Okay. Yeah. And what, transparent. What, what makes it honest? Like Transparent. It can be audited by any user, right? Exactly. Like anyone can sort of go on the sort of blockchain explorer and see all the transactions all the way back, you know, let's, to the beginning. Let's do something even simpler than that. Um, there was something, I think, in 2015 or 2014, I think Red Cross did $500 million and donations and made six huts. Right, in, so, in, so in Haiti or something yeah, like that, so right? Yeah, how, so how, how much huts cost? I don't know. 500 not, million? Not, not 500 million. <laughs> so the transparency is like, okay, where did my donations go? Right. So we don't even know where that went. Um, it would have been great if even BLM made their, made their own coin. Mm. You know, that would have been great, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. They could have excelled on that, Right. you know, to show you know, everybody transparency of where their donations were going. Mm-hmm. So tell the first person to do that, like a big so, organization, that would be great. All right, so let's take a step back. How does that, tra- 
why is it transparent? How is it transparent? If I like, if I didn't, let's say I'm a grandma in fucking Kentucky and I don't know how to use the internet, how transparent is is it to me? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, how, like, explain what makes it transparent and why it's transparent for someone who doesn't who, who doesn't understand. Every wallet has a destination, basically. Every wallet has an address. Okay. So a donation wallet will have their own address, their own you know, receivable address. Mm-hmm. So when you send a fund to that receivable, receivable address, it's on the blockchain, and you can look at the blockchain on Etherscan. Yeah. So you can do that, and you can, you know, I, I expect the younger people to mm-hmm. explain to the older people, you know, that's how we get through life in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. So I, you know, I expect them to explain it in depth, but that's just a simple way from one place to another. That wouldn't necessarily be the benefit for like a grandmother using the technology in the first place, right? Like if the if your grandmother is not using Venmo and not using Cash App and not using these <laughs> apps already, she's not. This is completely out of the realm of what she's going to be using. But if you are, you know, if when we get to the sort of because right now it's very, you know, there's kind of this rough friction right with these sort of DeFi protocols and half of these coins are just like you know experimental like you we are in the beginning stages of pe- builders and developers trying to build new products some of them are skeuomorphic so some of them are going to replicate products that we already have in the financial system today but they're not accessible to the average person right like the average person cannot go and open a savings account with a yield above 001 you know it's just like it's embarrassing and you can't you know there's no value in that for the consumer. So these new products, mainly for, you know, they will have better interfaces where you have an app, just like Venmo, where you can deposit money, send it easily, and have like a record of, you know, you could type in someone's wallet and you go and you can see it. So that's the transparency element right, so that's, there. That's my question. Like, how is, it, how is it much different from Venmo, Cash App? Because um, clearly there's a, there's a chain, right? Mm-hmm. You see that I gave you $14 on right. Venmo mm-hmm. and I can always pull that up. Right. So then how yeah. is... Crypto different from well, that, except it's not using. Well, it's cash. a public ledger. Right. I can't look at your cash. App. It's immutable gotcha. as well. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Immutable meaning what? Like it, you can't change it, right? Yeah. Like Venmo's, it's Venmo's ledger. They can, they can censor. Yep. They can get rid of whatever transactions they wanted to. Yep. They can also mm-hmm. get rid of your account tomorrow if they wanted to. Yep. So, so this is an important element of the blockchain that I only recently understood. And if I'm Tell me if I'm explaining this correctly. The, secu- the integrity, security of the blockchain is maintained by the fact that what is the blockchain, what it, what what makes it exist, is an understanding between a public social right? consensus. Social okay. So social consensus. So explain that. So um, basically, social consensus is you know we we have social consensuses as human beings that. You leave the house with clothes in the morning, right? Like you're supposed to be. <laughs> Not if I want to be slanging his dick. Right. <laughs> Obviously, people know. fall in different camps. Some people. Are, <laughs> some people are exhibitionists. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make sure dead. my shades are down when he comes outside. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Man. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like you. We have these um, sort of rules that we kind of, you know, join upon. Like, these are acceptable. These are how we want to govern Uh ourselves. This is how we want to govern our society. So the same thing happens with a blockchain, with the community, people behind it, just speaking up, talking about how what what they want in the product, how their experiences in the product, and understanding, you know, that the user matters, right? Whereas... Like the John, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's, even, there's even voting. 
Right. There's even voting, governance wow. tokens and stuff like that. There's right. vote. You'll be surprised. I mean, yeah. yeah there's there's a you know pretty current example of the governance being used right now. One of the founders. The project is still a good project, right? The ENS Ethereum name service, like the same way we have domains, yeah. and the same way we have like websites we go to. People can have their own .eth address, and that is your new wallet instead of a long ass code right. full exactly. of digits that you're never going to know or remember. Everyone's going to have their own whatever. It's like you know, someone .eth, a company .eth, Budweiser has their own. A lot of brands are starting to get into it as well. But one of the lead developers of it, um, who is you know a Catholic, then he has some thoughts that are you know quite antithetical of what a lot of people want to be associated with. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, a bunch of his tweets like came up. Bullshit? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, he was just talking about, you know, <laughs> just Catholic things that he believed that surfaced from 2016 yeah. that people were very uncomfortable seeing surfaced. Yeah. And then yeah. when like, they like surfaced. The, the miracle of the Trinity? Like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> like, you know, like telling people what to sin, homosexuality, transsexuality, ah, you know, yeah. he, he's, we just, okay. yeah. it was like a cleansing sort of like Twitter moment, right? And then, you know, people are now like, you know, want to cancel him. That's but there's a can. governance process so they can vote him out of his position, yep. which you can't do if you don't like the CEO of Walmart. Yeah. Or, or, or the CEO of, of Chase. Uh, right. So let's, yeah. and that's, we, we got really close to understanding <laughs> what crypto is. So let's, <laughs> let's get past it. How did, how did you guys both get into crypto? Right. Oh, man. Want to go first? Yeah, go right. first. Um, well, I, I got into crypto because my boys were into it. They were, you know, trying to find riches in, you know, uh, Stellar and XRP and all those. And um, they didn't really, like, teach me what it was, right? Like, they were into it and stuff, but I didn't really, I didn't really know what exactly it was. And then I left the space for a couple of years, came back, and now the past year and some change since, 20, since 2020, since the fall of 2020, I've been full-time researching in crypto just like trying to understand what this stuff is, how it works, what the investment opportunity is, what the, you know, just everything about it. So that's, you know, kind of what, what, what are the top five things you've learned in that process? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I've learned a ton about, I mean, it's, you know, if you're an academic, if you're someone that loves, you know, learning, if you're someone that loves, you know, just like knowledge and reading, crypto is one of the most fascinating things you could you know, even see, it's just like, it's the most interdisciplinary thing I've ever even seen. It's just like every ag economics, it's finance, it's political, it's politics, it's, it's everything. It's, and you're learning all of these different aspects about life that are now packaged in this new cool technology where it's easy to get distracted by how quickly people are getting rich, how quickly, you know, everything is changing. You know, you've got companies starting to, you know, come into the space and it's just, um, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the high things I'm let, let me bring it back here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, five things. Okay, so I learned more about the banking system, how money works, right? I learned that when you, you know, when you have money in your bank account, your ATM, it's not actually there. The bank loans it out. It's IOU. You know, exactly. It's yeah. all, everything is like an IOU. So you learn about how the financial system works. Then you learn about how actual governance systems work in real life. Then you learn about incentive alignments and how that what's applies. A, what's an incentive alignment? So currently with companies, their incentive is to boost their bottom line, right? Their shareholders are the ultimate people who corporations answer to, right? Because someone's money is in your company and you're trying to make them a return on it. So they, what they want to happen matters. And if they don't want you to raise your wages to $15 an hour because XYZ, because that's going to affect 
your profit's going to affect your revenue, they, you know, companies are going to hand tie it because that's bad PR or this and that. And like, there's just a misalignment in incentives with the consumer and with the owner of the business. And if you can align those incentives, you get a user experience where they are rewarded for their participation, their, you know, patronage. Like, imagine going to, imagine going to grocery stores or stores and instead of getting cash back, you get stock back, you get equity in the company back. Okay. You spend $5,000, you know, Christmas presents shopping, you get some form of that back to you know more for more christmas presents or for something else that you could use so you are not just a constant consumer getting extracted from every opportunity that the company has so but for this to effectively work that would mean that companies would have to adopt acorn or another that can be tracked as their method of salary payment no okay that is not um well well What's happening right now is uh, coins are being created on a private sector okay. within themselves, which they don't have to pay you in any anything else other than their coin. JP Morgan has their own coin. PayPal is working on their own coin. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, you know, failed. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 they did a smart move. They changed their name to Meta. Right. Major was, pivot. Yeah, that was the best thing they could have done because everything <laughs> they own is going down probably. It looks really silly right now, but yeah. it, it won't. And it's unfortunate, but it will look, it will be a pretty smart decision in five, ten years. Yeah, it was. Well, and and further. Is, and what is that based on? Oh, Meta is just, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, the metaverse, and stuff like that. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sorry. Not to cut you off. I mean, like, what, what are they doing successfully from your perspective? What, what, like, I know what Meta is. I mean, mm -hmm. what, are, what are they doing that's setting them up for the future? Well, they're getting into a market that a lot of people can't really touch right now. They don't even have the brain power or the capital power to even touch these type of product projects that Facebook or Meta, I'm sorry, Meta is getting into. <laughs> I have to get used to that. <laughs> that Meta is getting used to, um, getting into. So it's all these different companies. I expect Apple to make a move soon. Um, all these different big companies, PayPal, Cash App, all these big companies. It's not Joe Schmo down the block. You don't hear them changing their business format at all. So they're preparing for the future while they're getting hit with the loss. That's just the same thing that happened in the dot-com bubble. Same thing. So what, what exactly happened to Facebook that made them want to take this route, though? Oh, that awful PR. <laughs> the the <laughs> fact that- Just the PR of it? I mean, or? it's it's the, like, they, you know, it's a really bad look. They sort of, they built a really strong business on what we call network effects. And this is like basically a new business model. And Facebook is the first successful iteration, you know, I guess, yeah, it's the, I, besides Amazon, I wouldn't really say Amazon's that much of a network, but it's the first, you can you can argue that, but, but that's not the point. Um, basically, network effects are, you know, every single user adds more users to the ecosystem, right? So the growth that can happen via network effects is different than the growth that happens in traditional businesses where you need bodies to walk in and you need you sort of a more- Maintenance. It's like a more organic growth. It's yeah. a more organic, slower growth of businesses, and that's what we've been used to for decades. Now we are in a new age of the information age, from the exponential age, where things grow much faster, mm -hmm. quicker. The adoption's faster. You look at the rate of adoption for the internet since like '98, and it's you know it's the what it was the fastest growing technology then, and now we've got crypto, which has the internet rails behind it, so Ooh. it's got you know it's like 
turbocharged to adoption. Yep. So it's being adopted twice as fast as the internet is. To the moon! <laughs> to the moon! <laughs> twice as fast. Yeah, so the crypto adoption yeah. is twice as fast as the internet adoption yep. was. And with the same point of users, 100 million users, yep. and when the internet had 100 million users. And what? And so you said uh, a, a, like a, a, a little word before when you said DeFi, mm-hmm. right? Now, can you explain what DeFi is short for and, and, what, and what it means? So DeFi is short for decentralized finance, and it is essentially giving everyday people access to financial services, which are basically exclusive to high net worth individuals. So, you know, just all these banking services that the average person is not going to get. Like you don't go to the bank and you don't get that much percent. But if you have, you know, half a half a billion dollars, you have a couple billion dollars. It's a different story. Right. What's that? I know that saying like, you know. Uh, if you owe the bank like you know ten grand, it's your your problem. But if you owe the if the bank owes you a hundred million dollars, then it's their problem. Yeah. So like they care about people who have more money because that is where they make their money off of right. and transaction fees, um, you know, overdraft yeah. fees. As soon as you put your money in the bank, they're calling their big boy loan guys. Right. You know, as soon as you guys do that. Right. I understand that. Like I I remember getting into crypto and uh, watching the YouTube video and this guy was like, listen, man, if you got one hundred thousand dollars in the bank next year and you don't touch it next year, you got ninety eight thousand dollars. Well, yeah. Well, to touch on that. Yeah. 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 The the purchasing power of a million dollars right now is thirty million. So if you don't have thirty million dollars, you don't have a million dollars from what? Nineteen. If we're talking about 1913 or something like that, 1940. Explain that math again, how do you look? Okay, so the purchasing power is being depleted. So to have 30 million. Of American dollars. You know, if you have 30 million, if you have 30 million, you have an equivalent to 1 million purchasing power from back in the day, in the 1900s. Oh, okay, okay. In the 1900s. That's a problem. If you look at milk, milk is not the same. If you look at cheese, cheese is not the same. The price is not the same. So you're losing value ever since 1913, your dollar. Your dollar can buy what today? Not even the McDonald's burger. I mean, gallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my milk is more for the gallon than oil is. You know, right? How much is a gallon of milk? Yikes. Five, uh, so, five something. Six dollars. Six dollars. Mm. Yo, That's milk crazy. is more expensive than gas, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> I just bought that shit. I, mean, I, I, I just bought some milk. Yeah. I drink oat milk. That's what that yeah. <laughs> and like, you gotta, you gotta understand these wealth managers. They don't let people in the group. Unless you have $25 million. And it's a reason why. Because that's the equivalent to having a million and 500000 See, us, we chase the 500000 the 250 you know, even the 10 Gs. We're like, oh, yeah. But in reality, adjust inflation, it's not even worth anything at this moment. Don't we spend $100 like it's a $20? In New York City, you got to step outside. You're spending $100. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's scary. Because yeah. one day, $10,000 is going to feel like $100. I used to have a whole hustle after work. I had a bar to go to at, at 6. I had a bar to go to at 8. <laughs> I had a bar to go to at 9. <laughs> and and every bar the whole way through. <laughs> <laughs> the time, 10 it, o'clock. I'm like, ah, I can buy a shot of two. And so... And so decentralized finance is a potential answer to that, right? Yes. DeFi is basically yeah. a, sol- it's, it's a solution to bringing these services to more everyday people and not being protected by centralized entities like banks, which don't particularly have the interest of working or middle class people yeah. at heart. So just understanding that, okay, this is like how this stuff works. Okay, well, now we can have access to this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the decentralized element is that these – 
protocols are open source. Um, you know, anyone can sort of, any coder, any developer can sort of join in and uh -huh. add stuff to it. They can look at the code, they can audit the code, and they can build, they can use it. It's like the composability of crypto because it's open source means that the innovation can happen 10 times faster, probably even more, because you can build off of what, when you, once you make a mistake, that mistake is now fixed forever, right? Like, so mistakes are made once, you fix them, and then you keep building, you keep building, you keep building, you keep building. It's really remarkable. I'm not a coder, but it's like ridiculous to be in an, to, to be in an ecosystem in crypto, like the community where it's like so many developers and so many, you know, shape rotators and people that just like just engineers that think differently. They're not like, you know, they socialize differently and they're just like, you know, yeah. it's like the genius in someone. Yeah. It's just like um, so that there's for people such as myself who find it very confusing. There's there's two main types of crypto. There's like um, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Right. Those um, are the two biggest ones. Those are the two biggest ones. Yeah. And they're different. Right. Yeah. How are they different? Well, Why? One, one is proof of work and one is proof of stake. Okay. So what is that? They're both technically proof of work right now, but not for long. That switches in oh, less yeah. than four months. So Ethereum 2 is coming out. So Ethereum, uh, they're both uh, proof hold of on, work hold right hold now. Hold on, you what the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and, 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 and listen, 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 Jack, help us, help us help you. Now, we, we just met today. Yeah. We, we, we just, we just crypto buddies. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we <laughs> so we just feeding off each other. Right, no, so, so, so you said proof of work and proof of stake. So explain what, what, is, what does proof of work mean? Okay, so these are consensus mechanisms for how transactions are validated and you yeah. know, verified. This is, this is a very important. Right. Okay. So <laughs> proof, proof of proof of work is, it, you know, years ago when Bitcoin first came out, you could mine it on your computer. Right. It was easy for everyone to mine. And then as the mining market grew more competitive, more competitive, it started to be less people, more like people that have to invest a lot of money for hardware. And then it became companies. And now it's, you know, big corporations with these massive farms it's full of now. full of hardware, yeah. just 24 seven mining Bitcoin because you need to solve complex math problems to be rewarded in Bitcoin to help verify and secure the chain. So that is very energy intensive, which is an easy pain point for people who are not pro crypto. Cause they're like, you know, they just put everything under the same umbrella. Like, Oh, yeah. it's all and it's so energy consumptive. And it's like, well, maybe you yeah. should forgive Christmas. Maybe you should stop with the Christmas lights. Maybe yeah. you should stop yeah. with the cell phone. Right, right. Maybe you should stop with everything <laughs> take, else take that you shut do. Shut your AC off in the summertime. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. Let's, let's Wouldn't, look like, at gold. How is mine? <laughs> yeah. You're Ridiculous. <laughs> right. people, little kids no. getting their fingers cut off. Okay. So now that's proof. That's proof of work. Right. Yeah. Proof of stake. Can you explain what proof of stake is? It is basically validated from people putting their um, crypto up and verifying transactions. You can mm -hmm. run a node and, you know, for software, people running a node is like, you know, the fact that it how, it, how the ease at which you can run a node is the measurement to how decentralized your network is. The easier it is to run a node, the more decentralized your network can be, is, the more secure. A node is, you know, it's just software on the computer that helps validate transactions. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you help verify transactions you are a you know member of the community helping secure the network and that's an important task to now do. is this a responsibility that is like making sure that you're getting good money make good crypto is that a responsibility of the receiver or do we pass those responsibilities along to like robin hood or 
or, or crypto or what, crypto. what do you mean? What do you mean? I think he's talking about uh, the validators. Yeah, the validators. Like, are we like, is someone who purchases crypto expected to validate his own money or get fucked, or is that no. part of the no. process? No, this is. You're, everyone's encouraged to do it because uh, the more people that do it, the better it is for the network, the health uh, of the network. Okay. However, we the reality is most people will not run nodes. People will be able to run nodes because Ethereum has a very clear roadmap of what they want to do over this year, next year, and the next few years. And there is a goal to gate to a certain uh, state of Ethereum where the hardware component is no longer as intensive and people can run full nodes on their phone. So they are trying to go in that direction, which would help further decentralize and secure the network. The more people running nodes, the more secure the network is, the less likely you are to be hacked, the less likely you are for anything to happen to you. So yep. this is why you want the security of the network. This is why you encourage this. Right. So yeah. now you said a big thing that I see a lot of, that scares a lot of people, right? It's like, you got my, my money on the internet. <laughs> There's hackers out there, yeah. right? And so the hackers could come and just steal my money. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. explain what does what does decentralized finance and cryptocurrency and blockchain, how does it combat that? Or how does it make that less possible? Because I know that you could hack Chase mm -hmm. and you get all their personal information of mm -hmm. all of their clients because you just got to hack one computer. Right. Mm -hmm. That they are once one... one um, Central server. One server, mm -hmm. one server, and you got all their shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Where? How is that different for this? It's a little complex to just. I, I don't think Bitcoin ever got hacked. The blockchain. Mm -hmm. So it's a little complex the way it's uh, the mathematical sequence. Now quantum computing is coming out, um, and that can hack Bitcoin, Bitcoin uh, blockchain, it, unless we. Right, well, let's, take a, let's take a step back. Okay. I'm sorry. I said something bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> what you're saying is not better. I'm speaking for the audience. Um, and me. And, and, and <laughs> Which is good. You yeah, run okay. a node. When does a node get run? Okay. And what happens if your node comes back? Like, do you get your money back? Like, like You get slashed. Yeah. So okay. if, you're, if you are running, so you can be a staker, right, and help validate the network. You need 32 Ether mm -hmm. to be a validator. Okay. Right, so you That's need roughly like two hundred thousand right now, or hundred. Yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> three hundred. Something. Yeah. Right. So you're the people who run the node. Right, so in order to stake, you need to have thirty-two ether, but okay. you don't need to stake to run a node. Okay. Right, mm -hmm. so you can help validate transactions, but you can also help run a node. They're two separate things. So it's expensive to validate because you need to put up whatever. So that's why only people who have that capital or have that desire to will yeah. do that. And that's the barrier of entry to help, you know, prevent bad actors from acquiring the capital to do anything nefarious, right? But I, I guess fundamentally my question is, if I'm someone who's trying to get some Ethereum, mm -hmm. is this node being run in the background? And what if a node comes out to say that I got bad uh, Ethereum, am I just fucked? No, that's not how it works. The same okay. reason how you work on a computer. <laughs> it's like the same nodes are how the internet works right now. Okay. It's just wireless networks, right? Okay. It's wireless points of data that, you know, ping singles and get signals and, back. Uh, and okay. that's why, and that's why, you know, Ethereum has their gas fees, how they are, you know, cause the network does get congested. And if you don't pay a certain amount of gas fee, you get dropped out of that, you know, validating point. Wait, um, gas fees, like that's like when you use too much memory or like no too much um gas fees is used for you know the congestion of the network if you use you know fast medium slow whatever right. you're trying to get into that next block 
right, ticket was, validated. Yeah, what I, what I was thinking was like if you lose too much data, like to transaction fee. Down. Gas fees are transaction fees. Yeah. So okay. if you want to transact on the blockchain, you will have to pay a gas fee. Yeah. Gotcha. And right okay. now, gas fees are pretty prohibitive for everyday people because the blockchain has grown in size a lot. Mm-hmm. So two and years ago, grow, so. yeah, two years ago it was cheap and everyone could because it wasn't as popular. Exactly. It was still day trade. Exactly. Well, not even just day trading, using the blockchain at all, right? For yeah. NFTs, for anything to, to transact in the blockchain, you will have to pay a gas fee. Mm-hmm. And as the blockchain has grown in popularity in periods of congestion, the block, the, the fees are pretty high, right? So if you want to do a simple trade for a hundred dollars and your gas fees are two, three, four or 500, that does not make sense for you to conduct that transaction. Yeah. So that's why other you know, things are popping up like Solana, Avalanche, Polkadot. And these are other layer ones. Exactly. Sorry. Other layer ones. What, 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 what does that mean? Layer ones. It's not layer two. It was a crypto joke. It was a crypto. It was not scalable, right? I got you. I got you. It's just not layer two. Listen, I feel listen. I had, to, I had to cut that uh, crypto <laughs> joke real quick. You know, we just met today. It's just a community. It's just a community. I'm loving this shit, though. It's yeah. dope, man. This is so, dope. No, it's really dope. Without um, getting too technical, yeah. right? So, la- 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 <laughs> layer ones, right? Layer ones are bootstrapped by layer zero, which are the people. Mm-hmm. So, layer ones are where, you know, the transactions take place. And there's a trilemma with blockchains. You can you choose two of the three things to be really good at, or you have to develop a cohesive roadmap to hit all three. You can be really secure, really fast, or really decentralized, right? So you have to pick, there's a there's trade-offs. And the engin- engineers understand there are trade-offs and things that you do. So you can try, aim for the best, but you have to understand where you'll fall short. Mm-hmm. So Ethereum tried really hard to be decentralized and secure, but it's not very fast, mm-hmm. but it is scalable. Right. So it is scalable through something that we call modular blockchains, which is sort of like the new age of blockchains. Thus far, they have been, oh, you you know, you can do things on one layer, Solana, um, Avalanche, some of these other layer ones. Right. And so you can do similar things on these blockchains as well. So they, you know, you do similar DeFi things, do similar NFT things, but the blockchain is much cheaper. Right. And so a lot of everyday people, which is obviously not super everyday people, it's more a software enthusiasts who don't have a lot of money will prefer to go to the cheaper ones because they can conduct similar DeFi transactions and NFTs using this. Right. Mm. But they are sacrificing being decentralized. Listen, I think we're going to have to come back a couple of times. <laughs> I can just it's read okay. you. It's okay. Listen, I, we, we, you know, this is why both of us is not talking. <laughs> okay, so, um, it's a lot of information. You know? how, how much? We didn't even start <laughs> NFT real estate. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're, we're not doing that. We're not doing <laughs> NFT real estate. Can I can I just say the no, first home that was? No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Listen, that's why that's why I wanted to talk about what this oh, shit man. is. Okay, yeah. let's right? keep it simple. And yeah, yeah. What what it is? I just, I just what how do how it's a tool? Yeah. Right. Simply, it's, but a, tool. it's a tool. It's a tool. We still trying to look at it. Listen, yeah. it's a tool. To it's it. a tool right. have a hand that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a tool that was birthed out the financial crash of 08. Right. That's that's here to help us with right. a new problem. Now, inflation hedge. Now that we we kind of explained that it is a tool and shown how it can be a tool. Mm-hmm. Now I really want to tap in on, uh, um, how do we know, uh, what are simple things that you can do to pick the right tool. 
Okay. Right? So not say, okay. oh, I know this is going to make me mad bread. But okay. how do we, how could you pick a cryptocurrency or a crypto or, or, or a blockchain project? What are some of the things that you can do to be like, okay, this has the potential to be reliable. This is, these people are doing good work. Mm-hmm. Right? I know one of the things is you read the white paper, right? I've always heard read the white paper. Yeah. So I would like white for paper. you to explain what does it mean when someone says read the white paper? Well, read the white paper to understand the tokenomics of how the, you know, the coin works. So what the coin, or well, the company that is, it's like, that is backing the coin, yeah. what they plan to do with the technology that they're building. Because if you go to school, right, if you go to college, like let's do an analogy that everybody knows. You go to college and you have a test coming up, mm-hmm. right? You're going to study for that test and you're going to potentially know a good percentage of what's going to be on that test, mm-hmm. right? That's the same as the white paper. The white paper, you study it, you read it, you know, and you understand or you try to understand, you Google certain words you don't understand of what the hell this project even does. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, that, and that's okay. what okay. that's where you go. And what are the what are like the top five things you look for on the white papers to see that this is a good investment or not? That it's gonna cause I know crypto is very much known for like huge um like it's gone up a thousand percent, right? And if you put a thousand dollars and something goes up a thousand percent, that's times ten, I think, right? Yeah. Yep, that's, times a, that's a billion well, dollars. Well, <laughs> not, one billion not, dollars. Not before Brad hits you with his, you know, crazy summary yeah. that's gonna make your head spin. But <laughs> to keep it, <laughs> keep it simple. Keep to it keep simple. it simple, um, what, like where does someone start? Yeah. When someone starts, it, it just looks at popularity. Okay. You know, you look at popularity. You look at what the what the biggest one is. And it's too big to fail. Going with that mentality, like Bitcoin is too big to fail. Ethereum's too big to fail. So go in with that mentality. Is like, Doge too big to fail? On? Nope. Fuck Doge. <laughs> listen, okay, all right. Listen, listen. A lot of people don't like no. the meme coins. A lot of people, me. but we gotta make Help it fun. Me, please. The meme coins make it fun, don't it? But some some of us won in the meme game. You can always tell who won in the meme game and who's enthusiastic about them and who I'm is def- like I'm you know. in the meme game. <laughs> there you go. But this is this is Hey, does memes mean actual memes? Like, like yeah, there's coins no. based off of memes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. One yeah. one could yeah. argue Joe's Bitcoin Joe's is too. Bitcoin's a meme. Yeah, you know the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what they made a coin off of that. Ah, okay. Just like just like they had made a Squid Game coin when yeah. Squid Game popped off. Oh yeah, and everybody put into that, which went up a quarter million percent. It went up a quarter million yeah. percent. Yeah, I didn't percent, jump in that one. The developers pulled the rug, took it, took like sold all their Bitcoin yeah. at that, and it, it sh- in a matter of fifteen. Yeah, minutes, yeah they're in Switzerland it, right now. They went all the way. They went shot all the way because down. And anybody who put their money in before lost it. Yeah, yeah. That's like I guess that's what we're all worried about. Yeah, and, yeah. And but it's like, but like that's the, what happened to the node, right? Is that? Well, that's that's what I was saying. It's too big to fail. Bitcoin's too big. See, you went for get rich, you know, get rich scheme, as they say, right? right? right, right. So once you go for that, you you don't listen to me no more. You're done listening to Brad. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're on your own. Yeah, you you gotta know what you're getting yourself into. You gotta know what you're getting yourself into. But you gotta understand before you start, Jack. You gotta understand this is a global asset for the first time in history that we can all invest in 24 hours, 365, 365 days in a year. It doesn't close. So the structure and the money of it is so little to where it can go. You know, mm. um, there's there's trillions of dollars missing from this market. So have diamond hands. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> buy, buy good assets. Buy Disclaimer good assets on the diamond hands. Disclaimer. Diamond hands. Diamond hands. That's always. A, I feel like it's always a gamble. As long as they're too big to fail. Right. Yeah, you gotta have some big hands. Man. So, so, so to, to go back, to you guys were saying. I think you guys are trying to give us the. Um, then there's a phrase where it's like the, the the good math or the good like logic of picking these coins. Yeah. But there's also there's this other aspect to it that's almost on this on. Like not following your lessons, but it's on the same track. Where it's like it's a great opportunity to flip and make money. How is it either or? Can you do both? How, why do some people? You know what I mean? I oh right. No, I was just, I was just nodding. Oh, I, I was gonna say a few words. Um, yeah. I know he's loading up, so. <laughs> but um, I would say you know uh, do a little at a time. You know I listen like the money thing. I understand. Everybody's trying to get rich. We're all trying to get rich and get to that nice Rick Ross type of house. Right, right. But it's good to take your time to it, allocate and learn along the way. You know what I'm saying? So allocating is really good. You know, diversifying your little portfolio, whatever you have, you know, and, and just go from there. Sometimes it doesn't have to be a big $5,000, $10,000, you know. You, when you go play the lotto, don't, how much you spend? Dollar, $2. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You can do that a week and you can do that every two weeks with crypto. You don't have to put your whole check, but people are doing that. Yeah, you know, so which is high risk, high reward when it comes to that type exactly, of shit. Exactly, you know? exactly. So, uh, so we got to the white paper, right? Do your research, figure out what it is the coin does, right? You're saying also too big to fail. Yeah. If, you know, um, what about like I noticed like on some apps they'll show you like the market cap and yep. and the and it'll show how much is being bought, how much is being sold. Yeah, the volume. So, yeah, the volume, right? Right. So like, what are what are some indications along the that that you kind of want to look for and looking for? Because it's kind of similar to like stocks, I, I, mm -hmm. I would imagine, it's right? You want to look like how many stocks are out there, how many people are buying them, how many people are selling them, right? And so it, for y'all, is there like a percentage? Like, oh, okay, if it's over this percent, mm -hmm. then this is this is a good buy right now. If, if it's under this, then, then I'm not going to fuck with it. Or mm -hmm. if I own it and it goes under this, I got to let it go. That was a thousand questions then. Okay, yeah. my fault, my fault. <laughs> I, 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 I know what you're saying. No, no, so, so, what, so what, what percentage it looks like are, are good percentages to get it? Well, when you're looking at a coin. Well, I'm just address one thing. That sounded a little like day trading a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but no, just getting in. I want to. I want to. my financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. That's you want to look. You want to look at um right now um it's a little sketchy if you're day trading. Because we don't have a spot ETF right now. We What's only that? have futures. What's a spot ETF? A spot ETF is an ETF that is secured on by an underlying asset. What does ETF stand for? Exchange. Yeah, like exchange exchange traded fund. Okay. Right. So Extra exchange th traded. This fund. is a new yeah. a new um, <laughs> financial product that's like you know I think with 10, 15 ish years old. I love old. this part with Brad starts kicking <laughs> it. <laughs> go ahead. Go um, ahead. It's it's just a, it is you know it's a bunch of stocks into an ETF and ETFs are based on different themes or different sort of characteristics. Diff, you know thematic investing. There's uh, ESG investors. You yeah. know all these different ETFs. There are baskets full of different companies stocks. Right. Yeah. So there are some similarities to that. Um, I would not say that we need a spot ETF, but the spot ETF means that the ETF is secured by buying the asset, underlying asset, exactly like market price, and whatever price it is, not a derivative, not a futures contract, exactly. not something based on the future price of it, which is what we have, yeah. which is and not that's a better product. That's the problem. It's and a that's why problem. we need a spot because we need something to battle that because right. that's what's happening on the 24 hour volume. 
some, you know, these whales are putting you know, order books and they might, you know, manipulate that day and uh, they rug pull you for the day. Right. Which is now what's happening. You know, and you might get liquidated, you know, whether you're short or long, they're playing it. Right. They're playing it really good. And if you check in your, if you check in your wallet every day and you see your numbers going up and down, you just oh, get the heart attack. I've had to like cut my shit and be like, I'm not looking at it for I a think, week. I yo. think I saw that move in Honey yeah, when you yeah. did the... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like, but yeah. I think that's very important to understand better. Yeah. The idea of a 24-hour volume that can be manipulated by yes. whales. Yes. And it's the fact that they basically could pump value into a coin right. that other people think is going up yes. and then suck it out before exactly. people realize what's going on. Because so not, like, not too many people are experienced traders. So they don't know the resistance right. levels. It, it, but it sounds yeah. like the stock market. That's exactly what, I mean, yeah. but there's a whole lot of regulation with the stock market. So yeah. like, right. I, I remember hearing like they're starting to regulate this stuff now. So this like, month, yes. You know, can you speak to what those regulations are going to be? Um, mainly, I heard towards stable coins. Um, mainly for stable coins and different things of that sector and understand how banks and other private sectors can incorporate stable coins into their system, which is the USDC, Tether, and other stable coins that can help. And what's help. a stable coin? Just so the abs of I? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you need to know, motherfucker. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, point at yourself. <laughs> I was going to ask the question, right? I asked this question, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move this over to Brad. <laughs> 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 I love this. I love this. Like, so, what, so what, what's your question? What's, 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 a, what's a stable coin? Okay, so a stable coin is a it's a crypto that is pegged to a currency. So it's like it has a holds a one to one peg to a U.S. dollar or to another actual currency, which is yeah. so yeah, fiat yeah. currency. And basically, Congress and politicians. Their initial thoughts were that stable coins were a threat to U.S. dollar dominance. Yeah. And now that they realize that it's actually a way to augment and yeah. empower yep. U.S. dominance, they are, can take a completely different approach and try and encourage <laughs> U.S. dollar stable and, coins, which are pegged one to one to the yeah. U.S. dollar. And it's my understanding is the reason why you would use a stable coin is because let's say you have a, a lot of a lot of Bitcoin and yeah. you're not really sure what your next move is. You okay. put it into a stable coin to just kind of not be affected by the markets one way or the other. He got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it right? Yeah. So. <laughs> hey. Hey. You, you want to solve right there. That is definitely part of what you could do. I think the end game for stables would be to buy things with stables. For an, I mm -hmm. basically only use stable coins. I yeah. my day to day purchases okay. are with stable coins. Yep. So I have a Coinbase mm -hmm. rewards card, okay. and I basically yeah, yeah. that's amazing. So amazing. I pay my rent with it. I do everything goes on that card, and I get crypto cash back. And I believe uh, if you use USDC with no uh, APR, it's yep. tax free. Yep. Which is what I do, and you still get rewards back in crypto. If yeah. you don't spend those rewards, all right. So I, I oh, that, that that got you. Huh? <laughs> I, 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 I want to get that shit. Yeah, yeah. sign up on, on Coinbase. If I can spend regular money and get crypto in return, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's so many avenues. There's so many avenues. Oh, okay. So I got the white okay. I got the card. All right, I'm getting this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, see, loaded up, man. Yeah, yeah. Debit card. And also prepaid debit card. Yeah. Also, Coinbase is, I believe, is backed by the FDIC. Up to two hundred fifty thousand, I, I believe. They should. Yeah, I believe so. So that's, that's good. So you can that's put up good. to. So, like, they're going to have to do things you know. because they are. You know, it's a tech company yeah. now. It's an exchange, but now they're starting to get into banking services. Yeah, so you're going to have bank. to start to make some 
you know, merger and acquisitions mm -hmm. <laughs> so with some, you know, maybe a bank, you know, try to, you know, if you're going to be providing these services, I think regulators will want to know what is your business? Like, what yeah. do you do? I'm, I won't be surprised if SEC come knocking on Coinbase door. You know, um, I mean, that, they already have, but they're annoying. Yeah, they're yeah. Annoying. <laughs> like he lived yeah. with them. He'd be like, yo, he comes to my crib all the fucking time. They're not clear. I mean, I think personally, I think the biggest adoption that's nobody's going to talk, like nobody's talking about. Doja Clan for McDonald's. Come on, come on. Nah, 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 nah. You finished what you were saying, bro. Fuck I, I was going to address that, but um, XRP and Stellar. I think those are the two coins that people, especially Americans, need to start looking at, especially Stellar and XRP. Um, Stellar's doing adoptions, I believe, with MoneyGram and stuff like that. XRP is in a, a legal issue. Legal right issue, now. but that is to prove my hypothetical opinion is to prove the Howey test, a new modern one. Um, What's the Howey test? Brad, oh, Brad. The Howie Howie test is to prove uh, if something's a security or not. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Damn, Brad, Brad. Get out the crypto world. Yeah, you know, there's another world we yeah, used to live yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm plugged in the metaverse. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> this, the Howie test affects how they get regulated or not. It's how we yeah. are affected by it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the most, the most clarity. <laughs> The most clarity is going to be coming is coming from XRP and Stellar side, and I think once that case is done, boom, and yeah. we're going to understand what banks are really going to do with XRP. Like if you're over there in China, you don't want the U.S. dollar anymore. That bank might say, "We don't want the U.S. dollar. Just send us XRP. We're converting our digital yuan." You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now we're dealing with something that's very interesting, you know, because we're not sending the U.S. dollar no more. We're going to send XRP or whatever. You know, oh, they want. know what they're gonna do with it. Yeah, they don't want our money no more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't want that. They they want something of value. There's too much blood on our money. Yeah. It really isn't. Yeah, it really isn't. My brain needs a second to digest all this information. <laughs> now I gotta figure out what I'm doing with all this dough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But listen, listen, listen. On a serious Let note. Listen, Let listen. Listen, yeah, listen, on yeah. a serious note, I want to plug in a, a book that you guys should read. Um, okay. When Money Dies, uh, 1923, Germany, Weimar. Yes, yes. There you go. So that's, <laughs> if you guys are confused about what's happening now, just read that book. Okay. Little right. kids was playing with money in the street. I've, I've seen those photos. They were okay. stacking, making little, like, little castles. So what are rappers like doing today? The, 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 money, the, money, the money spread. Exactly. Doing ABC with exactly. dollars. Exactly. Look like a damn Monopoly board, right? <laughs> right? That's worthless. That's the same thing as 1923. So you tell those rappers, oh, okay. stop doing that because you're doing worthless stuff and just making other people follow that trend to another worthless section. Invest that money into an FT, exactly. motherfuckers. Yeah, these right, rappers. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's part two. Part Hold two, people we accountable. Got, we got to talk about Web3 and we got to talk about yeah. NFTs, man. Yes, right. sir. We're going to tap into well, that next time around. Um, BNP well, connection, to, man. To, to, to prevent our audience's brain from exploding, <laughs> we're going to... It is dense. It is dense. We're going to cut off to uh, our sponsor... Uh, what is it? Artist of the Week this week? Yeah, is it? That's what it says. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have the artist of the week. Someone else has the sponsor of the week, I hope. Do we? Uh, the artist of the week is Urban Rodriguez. He is um, a painter extraordinaire. He's, he has currently has an exhibit in, um, what's the capital of Pennsylvania? Philadelphia. 
Social studies. Geography ain't gonna be a thing of the past. Yes, he has great work, and he has um, he's done Star Wars covers. He's done He's actually done a DC cover. He's really he's really doing his he's doing his thing, and we want to shout out to. Irvin Rodriguez, uh, you can catch an uh, article at our website. Mm-hmm. And uh, sponsor? Uh, our sponsor is uh, Dr. Justin Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, he has his own practice in D.C. He's a clinical psychologist. He does couples therapy, anti-racism consulting. Um, and he does a lot of mental health, especially to the black community. So nice. um, thank you for sponsoring, baby. We really appreciate Mr. Hopkins. We're doing it for you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> nice, we're nice. about him in our, in, our, in our newsletter that we'll be dropping along with this clip. Yes, yes. With this podcast on attorneysforswag.com. Attorneysforswag.com, baby. Um, do you guys have any social medias? Or you want people to come follow you? Anything you want to promote? Shit might get flooded. <laughs> might get flooded. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, yo, they're going to ask you mad questions. Nah, they can. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, they can flood Brad. I was about to say yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> listen. <laughs> Listen, I yeah. Listen, listen. listen. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to live Peaceful. on the ranch. Yeah, <laughs> me and Brad's gonna be neighbors on the ranch. We're gonna, we're gonna have our horses and stuff like that. You know, that's what the crypto people want. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah. Brad? Any social media? Anything you wanna? Uh, yeah, it was a Bradley W V Dunn on Instagram. Okay. I should check him out on Instagram. Well, guys, um, that was. Confusing. We did our best. Uh, this show is all about knowing what you don't know. The, the views this are, is the, one of those not knowing episodes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the, the views should be coming up on this because I'm gonna watch this bitch about four times. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you want any? Uh, what you call it? Do you want any uh, show notes, uh, stuff people for to people to go to and read up on more crypto stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Oh, I yeah, thought you were going to give me crypto, but no. Nah. <laughs> oh. That's fine, too. Oh, you going to airdrop, though? You want some Bitcoin? Give him an airdrop. These are my lucky charms, bro. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Me and Brad's going to airdrop you lucky charm coins. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to uh, Thanks, everyone. What's the wonder saying? Right, just be clear, clear for our audience, because I, I actually, I actually read that article. I just look at that last. What they said was dropping gems like we preaching. Don't overstep the line of my freedom of speaking. We cast to the world, but the words in the street and connecting all the minds of the people we reaching.
kind of lady shit. Karen crazy lady shit. Glad I got no baby shit. COVID got me crazy, bitch. Damn. And she gon' have to edit this. Jury's out, so you can't even credit us. No statements, null and void. Invalid evidence. No, we can't take this to court. Cause you know. Jury's out. Uh, uh, uh.